AKA Radio. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another traumatic issue of KRK Radio. It is me, the Dowager Table Night. Why stare at Steven's side pussy that is sitting out on the podcast? Because he is a tramp. <laughs> We all know why it's called the seat of loss. Now we know why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know some real shit. If somebody called your dick the seat of loss, I would really be I would really be upset for that. If somebody said, you know what, your dick is like the seat of loss. I'd be so upset. Just full of sorrow and trauma. <laughs> trauma and death. Uh so it is me, Just X Henry, and I'm here with my fellow co-host, Black Word. It's me, the scribe of the table desk. Um, still not wearing pants. We need we need to pulling it up. Um, but they love it. They don't want to admit to it, but they love it. And also, my fellow co-host, the Wind God Vontae. Sup, Regis here, back for another episode. Um, I didn't have a drink today. Because <laughs> apparently, I am an alcoholic. I did not have a drink today. So. Yeah, I've been um oh, uh, yesterday. Yeah. I've been a couple days sober. <laughs> it's been a couple days sober. It's been about two or three days, so I've been doing good. I'm on the right track. <laughs> but, but um yeah, I'm back for another episode. Vontae of the storm in this beach. And of course, without further ado, Dr. Big Daddy. Big Poppy, the man of the hour, the, the, the seat of victory, the seat of victory. <laughs> Let's see. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome all. Um, Table John is here. Uh, it's Black People time. <laughs> it's so great. I love you. Again, you see it every episode, but especially on the 50th. We love you. We love you, Connor. We love you. I we think that episode Connor. definitely shows that Connor Goldsmith gets black people at least rudimentarily. <laughs> On that same episode where he says it's black people time, he also says Irish Americans have not helped the side of um, African American the African American community at all, and so Henry's betrayal of Trinity makes sense <laughs> in canon with his culture. <laughs> he said that. What I tell you, he yes, said that. I hollered. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. He said that about me? No, not you. Hank McCoy. Oh, Henry. That Henry. I was like, I, was like, I didn't say that. I was so confused. Yes. No, no. Oh. <laughs> so today, we are finally, finally reviewing Judgment Day Omega. Thank God this is over. Uh, oh, Legion of X number seven. Victor LaSalle's lovely and exquisite Sabretooth and the Exiles number one, Wolverine number 27, and Marauders number eight. Judgment Day number, Judgment Day Omega, judges your fucking scores. Ten. I give it a nine. 8.5. I give it a nine. So, 8.5. You know how we do this. Lois first. Why, Vontae? <laughs> that was a cute girl. I just dragged on longer than I needed to. Need to. Um, did you rate the entire book, or was it just this book? I read just this book. 
<laughs> they lost a point and a half just for the whole event taking too long. <laughs> so did. No, it was a good. No, it was good. Don't get me wrong, it was good, and I like the ending because it it made it seem like the machine. It it was it's still some semblance of what it was before you know it got reset or whatever. A troll. Because of the like, yeah. So I'm I was happy to see that. Um, and then we also got fast. Fastos, who's you know an uh, actual gay man in the comics now, so loved it. But it's eight point five because it took too goddamn long, too goddamn long. And I was wasting too much money. Just like a bottom, Fastos' whole immortality is about lamenting the dick he had once upon a time. I um, love that I love that for him. I gave it, I gave it a nine because one, the artwork is just ugly. You know, I hate ugly artwork. Um, yeah, I hate ugly artwork. Like, it's really it takes me out of it. Every time I read a book with ugly, that's that's why the Nubia run for Stephanie Williams really upset me because they never pair her with great artists. We have physical books because you know the app was fucking us when we grab my physical books. <laughs> Go ahead, slide, slide that pussy backwards. We see yeah. you, bitch. I'm the crab walking like Lindsay Lohan on Family Guy. I'm be careful that slide because y'all was that faithful. I we, bet. Like face, we like face fools. <laughs> Vontae, no, Vontae, Vontae, Vontae is such a top that it, it, feels, it, 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 feels, it feels like massage noir, and I don't like that. Well, I'm not going to say that it's necessarily misogynistic, but, you know, I want what I want. I'm so proud of you, Steve, for actually buying books. Of, my, I have a comic book shop up the street. Like, literally, like, a 10-minute walk. So I just walked there because the app, I don't know what happened. The app was shut down. Like a bunch of people were having issues with the Marvel app. Um, and we couldn't get access to our books. A lot of people were getting spoiled left and right. It caused a bunch of problems. So I just went, let me just get up and go to, to the uh, comic shop. I also grabbed um, Batman, One Bad Day, Penguin, and Batman, One Bad Day, a Riddler. Penguin one was good, but we are not a DC podcast. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm actually reading the uh, uh, Batman Joker Deadly Duo. Oh, they consider jokes and riddles more canon. It's, it's actually really good. So basically, it's about somebody's going around Gotham making these like zombie, violent Joker people, and then someone kidnapped Harley Quinn, and Joker's like, "You can't take my property." So Batman, you're gonna help me find her. So they're working together to find Harley Quinn and get and find out who's using Joker's venom to turn people into evil Jokers. He's like, like Joker's pissed because like you have to remember that Joker's a, is a creature of ego also. So mm-hmm. he's like, like all comedians. Yeah, like like I, I am the best version of myself. You girls can't do what I do. So like, and, and then like you took his main girl too. So like, and then the art the art is by Mark Silvestri and and it's written by Mark Silvestri. So it's really good. And also somebody kidnapped. Uh, Gordon also, so they're working together to find everything. Because like cause Batman was like, "You got Gordon," but he said, "I don't have Gordon. Somebody else got your man. Maybe we need to work together, to figure this shit out." Because somebody's fucking with both of us. I don't think this is bad artwork because I think the artwork is meant to exemplify the facial expressions going on. Like this theme when like the mother is beating up a Chris and trying to like get into his ass, but he's indestructible. She can't hurt him. 
like the emotions going on here and like everything you handle is doing so much for me. Like without the scene being what it is, being illustrated the way it is, all the emotion, every act having weight to it, I don't think I would have given this a 10. Because this scene made it for me. Well, I mean, I'll say this. It had a lot of really great moments. I just don't like the artwork. But I will say that, like, the overall premise of what happened, like, this event really was what really changed the status quo of the Eternals, and that's it. Um, the X-Men got the Phoenix Foundation, which is great. Um, of course, the Avengers have proved once again that they are cops and mixing it up for no fucking reason. And utterly useless. Yeah, utterly. Uh, it's like it's like like the Avengers. It's very much like I throw my rock and hide my hand. Like we're here because of you, Tony Stark. N- nobody else really will will minus Orcus um, perpetrate this event besides the cops. All the cops in the universe perpetrate the situation. All of them. Yeah, it was a like, deal. I like that they acknowledged that the machine was based upon Krakoa or. Akara, mm-hmm. because it was that's what was there at the time. Because, like, yeah, he called a uh, he called Akara um, and Krakoa mother or father because they were there on Earth first before before um, hear, the machine arrived. They want to hear my theory about that because they said a certain thing. I think Akara is a phalanx. Mm. Hey, lab. So, you know how Warlock goes around calling people self-brand because the idea of things being distant from it is not really a concept it really holds really well? It's like, yeah, I'm used to being a part of a thing where everyone is self, but now I have to rationalize that people are other things than self, but everything comes from me because I'm used to being one thing. And there's no mother or father, even though there is a mother and father. There's just data I replicated myself from specifically. The machine referred to Krakoa not as just mother, not just father, mother, father, self. Um, let me get specific about that. Mommy, they daddy, self, other. I'm literally looking at the page. Yeah, mommy, daddy, self, other. That's how it referred to it. And all of that kind of re-emphasizes like, how we're getting so much information about phalanxes, how they operate, how they sometimes can self-delude themselves into thinking they're other things, how it's not just... And this, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. This is another issue that came out this week. Um, but it can self-dilute itself across different forms of technology, not just actual science, but sorcery as well. Um, it can exist in an astral plane. It can exist on, a, on an, a dream plane. It can exist in a mystical plane. The phalanx can take any shape it needs to take for it to incorporate data. And that's mostly what Krakoa is, a living consciousness that can spread itself out across the Earth itself. It feels like a mutated phalanx. Mm. It's a possibility. I guess we shall see because, they, like you said, they're talking about you know technarchies and all these things now in the books. I guess we should see what happens. So that is a great tie-in to Legion of X number seven. We're just rushing through it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like dipping through it. Oh, I love this. By I mean, Okay, okay, okay. I accept that. That's my fault. Hopefully we see the Eternals again as they go around and Icarus. Um, hopefully I can get more accepting of Icarus looking like a skinhead. 
As they Child. are the, the new niggers in the Marvel Universe. Have fun. Have fun being the new niggers. What's the next book? Legion of Legion X. Legion of X. Okay, okay. Judges, your scores. I give it a 10, actually. Wow. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a nine. I give it a ten. I give it a nine. Hateful bitches over there. I'm surprised y'all gave it a ten. Okay, so to be fair, Nemesis is one of my favorite fucking characters because he consistently just reads everyone the fuck on the in the panel with him. Sinister does the same fucking thing. So to put these two niggas together. And have them read each other back and forth, girl. That alone gave it a ten. <laughs> this comic was just so like unserious and funny. I laughed out loud so many times. My roommate was watching me like as I was reading Legion of X, just chuckling out loud and vocally. It was a fun ride all the way through, including when Sinister whipped out that whipped out the blicky and put two in Nightcrawler's head. So can we try like turning it off and on? <laughs> <laughs> That was too funny. That was too funny. <laughs> to his dog. <laughs> Sinister is definitely one of them characters like now you love to hate. Oh, he is so unserious. I can't wait for Mortal X Men when they talk about like so you ran away and caused all these issues while you were away. Like literally everything that just happened was your fault. <laughs> hundred ten percent. The whole attack, the whole thing with the celestial. Was your fault? You did that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm also interested that this new version of Banshee, Box Ignis, is visible only when you're dead, but before you're resurrected. Um, an aspect of it. I think it's just death magic bullshit going on that he contacted him while he's so he, he waits in the waiting room. He just hangs out there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is a moment where we got a clear indication about things to the waiting room. Now your soul will return back to your body. Because this is this is deliberately um, Nightcrawler's soul being spoken to, not anything else other than his soul. Um, so we had to give minor applause, two fingers together for Wanda. I will concede that. She did cover a huge flaw with the resurrection protocols. And now Bo's whole observation of them just being clones of each other makes no sense. That would complicate a couple of things then, because then how do you explain Laura? Right. Spiritually being in two places. Well, she's technically... Which Laura? Laura Kenny? Wolverine? Yeah. Or Wolverine. How do you explain Wolverine? I think it... I think the situation going on there is that a soul isn't just like a singular identity. It might just be storyline later on that she's sharing one soul, but also Laura got resurrected before the altar went up, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Mm, yeah, she did. And so the soul we're dealing with is twofold a bit. Now it's a cloning situation. One's a clone and one's the original. I don't think the other Wolverine is going to live. Honestly, I don't think she is going to survive that long. Yeah, I'm really, I, I, I am really waiting to see what happens next in X Men. I'm really curious, but yeah, I, I, yeah. 
Am I the only one that's liking Nightcrawler's new look? I love. Nightcrawler. I don't like these horns. I love, I love yeah, those horns oh. is definitely. I don't like it. I like it. I enjoy I it. It's a nice, I think it's a nice touch to his already demonic look. <laughs> I think it's a way for him to evolve towards the eventual, um, the eventuality of his Azazel status. You know, I mean, we don't talk about the Draco friends. It's like IVX. We we don't talk about that. That's not a thing. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Azazel. We don't talk about the no, um, no, the Nephilim. <laughs> no, at the end of the book, they reveal kind of like it's not like a mutation thing. It's something magical going on. Um, Angel becoming a literal bird person. Mm-hmm. Oh my oh, god! In I case forgot, forgot it's the shit. Jack, Jax Chopra, the um, Dane Whitman's daughter, is also a mutant. Yeah, we brought it back finally. Mm-hmm. They brought her well, yeah, around yeah. to remind us that she's yeah. a mutant. She's bad, and I'm sure she's gonna have like a really random ass power. Power to hate. Give, oh, give I gave this a nine power because- to deal with. You gave it a nine because of what now? I get this because of two reasons. That whole like trying to explain that technarchy shit was too much for me, and I need Mother Righteous to get to the goddamn point. Girl, what are you up to? You've been you've been at this since issue you just one. Been scheming, bitch. Like yeah. do something. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to run well, six events that have happened since then. Every issue is an event aboard. Like, Honestly, Mama yeah, they have the Titan Legion of X. Yeah, mama shit'll get off the pot. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I don't that know do why Gene is maybe. on this cover. Yeah. I don't know why you put Gene yeah, Gray on this cover. Like, that ain't doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, also, In one of my favorite dress. things about Legion of X will always be that they include that Forget Me Not is in the book, and then he's just randomly in the background of it's been ranked every of X. Issue, just shit. there. Just there. It's like just every- vibing. <laughs> It's like every issue I make, in a, like I make a purpose to see if I can find him in the book. It's like, I don't know, I'm, well, I know Vontae and um, Steven aren't old enough, but so I remember like back in the day with the He-Man and Sheer episodes, you got to find Orko and a little like rainbow looking little nigga. And like, mm-hmm. and like, in the episode, they're like, did you find me? And like, but dead ass, they really do be in the episode. Like they're not making that shit up. Like he's in the episode hiding in the background every episode. So just like, Forget me not, <laughs> but baby, forget me not is funny to me. I love forget me not. I can't like, believe I, there's I, one-off character introduced in a a single one shot. It's just like, oh yeah, there's a character called Forget Me Not, and you don't know him, but Xavier knew him intimately, and his, his whole thing is just to be a bit. <laughs> now this popular. <laughs> the X Men have that on find of Waldo. Literally, he's Waldo. That's it. It's just Waldo. That's every. <laughs> I'm like, Legion of X, all right, now where is Forget-Me-Not? <laughs> I hope Forget-Me-Not's power evolves to the point where he can make characters be forgotten, period. And so we can just use it for retcons. <laughs> he walks up to Threnody's baby and just touches it and says, this is not a thing anymore. <laughs> oh, my no. God. I- no, Deadpool actually killed that baby. That baby's dead, but we need to forget it. Walk up to the corpse, touch it, it never happened. <laughs> He's, he's the yeah. alpha version of Aura Serata's power. 
I can't. Forget Me Not is generating the feud around from Koa and the MCU. It's like no one can remember this. <laughs> it's a mutant circuit. Forget Me Not and, and Xavier together. Xavier, just, Forget Me Not, and Cecilia it. Reyes together. <laughs> a forgetful barrier. That's it. Retcon, the retcon field. Darling <laughs> uh, shit. No, we have our first mutant in the MCU now. He said it on on we have uh, two mutants on screen too. Yeah. I Marvel. said first mutant, and I referred to he. I said what I said. We Name have formally adopted Ms. Marvel. <laughs> I have no. formally adopted her. No. Would you write her to be like her to stay an inhuman forever? Do you want that curse on yeah. her? She didn't deserve yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She yes. didn't deserve yes. being an inhuman. She doesn't deserve. She's a good girl. That's, That's a good not child. my fault. That's not my fault. We're allowing um, Moon Girl to also remain an inhuman. No, we're not. We're changing that. No. Can you imagine if like, that movie, I'm going to name which one, because, you know, people might not have, have, have watched it yet, but a specific movie had used Moon Girl instead. That would have been awkward. Because Namor is... Because... Move forward. Move forward. We'll move forward. Maybe. Yeah. This is a conversation yeah. right after the episode. Yeah. Uh, we're not doing our thing where we usually sit down for a good second and talk about the movie. Um, there's no time. But yeah. yeah, essentially, what's going on in this book? I'm happy Pixie's getting more use. I think they saw the campaigns for Pixie to be a useful character again. Um, unlike a Noel. We don't yeah. know who that young lady is. There was a lot of questions about Blindfold, too, I had. People were just asking me questions about, like, her. I think it's because it's a user who, I don't think they follow the main account, but they were, like, they thought that she was some type of, like, Creole Aborigine from, like, a specific area that they are also a part of. And, like, I don't know. I didn't have answers for them. I said, it's not something that I wouldn't say shouldn't be canon because it made sense. But it was, like, it seems like it's a very confusing backstory. And I was, like, yeah. Blindfold got lots of twists and turns, a lot of trauma, a lot of bad moments. They're kind of not digging into it because they're focusing a lot on Legion, I think. But, like, I hope they change the focus to Blindfold soon here because she went through a lot last time we saw her, and no one's addressing the suicide girl in the room. Um, (laughs) Right. Especially given that, well, that was also a real awkward-ass time because they were literally just throwing shit at the wall because they knew that House of X Powers of 10 was just going to reset everything anyway. It was bad. No, that whole run... Again, I keep telling people, I almost quit X-Men comics. I was literally on the verge of quitting. I stopped reading the Uncanny X-Men run. I was only reading yeah. The Age of X-Men. And I was almost about to say, once this is done, I'm done. Yeah, I was there too. And then House of X Powers of 10 dropped and I was like, oh... Oh no, girl! I'm gonna stay for this. This I'm staying for. So I had so much sympathy and like empathy for the character of Blindfold. Like that X Men Legacy run was like really informative to why she's like this. Her type of character, her purity, her innocence, and like her her virtue. Everything about her was just good. Even though it was that weird age gap between Legion and Blindfold, I was like, I can ignore that because comics, but also because Blindfold is doing a lot. And then they killed her. And I just killed her. They had her kill herself. I'm like, no one wants to talk to her about, like, you're a mutant who committed suicide, baby. Like, now you are, you're immortal. Let's discuss some things. Because it can't be easy. Like, you need... I think being immortal and being resurrected are, like, the two most traumatic experiences now for you to go through. 
when you are dealing with the type of issues that blindfold is, and they're just not addressing it. Fair. I don't know, so, but yes, we're having Nephilim bullshit coming up in this run. I'm just warning you now, Showtime, because the only two mutants to trape shift is Nightcrawler and Angel. Oh, yeah, I figured that out as soon as they were like, let's go see what Angel's up to. I was like, oh, girl, we're about to do an Angels and Demons bullshit. Here Angels we go. Angels and Demons bullshit, especially now that we have the understanding that mutants are magic. So get ready, baby. <laughs> I mean, what's... I mean, angels and demons do fall into the failing situation. Child, it's they're connected it's just, to the power of the God, the power of God, the word of God, the will of God. They're so failing. Much. They're oh technarchs. Lots is happening. <laughs> okay, next book. Ten. It is Sabretooth and the Exiles, number one, <laughs> by the one and only Victor Laval. Big Daddy Laveau. Yeah. Oh, 10. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. 10. across the board. We love you so 10. much, Victor. 10. We love um, you. Yes, I really loved, I mean, I know it's like a small mention, but I really love that he mentioned black women being used in hospitals. Well, not, well it's not black women being used as experiments. Mm-hmm. got a call it. Yeah, that doctor going. This was racist and not okay. So we're going to do it to people who aren't human, like mutants. (laughs) Yeah, but it was just the fact that they mentioned it because it was actually a thing. Mm -hmm. I love they literally. I made a video uh, yesterday about people. Someone said that they weren't happy when people compare the X Men to blackness and like black fights. But I'm like, literally, if you read the comics right now, every story that hits is when they they draw on us, where they draw on the real world history of what we went mm-hmm. through and the experiences right. we had, especially in medical racism. Um, and I love when they do it and specifically choose to use a black mutant to tell that story. Mm-hmm. It's just it hits because all the metaphors go in sync, and it only doesn't hit when you remove the context of the X-Men from the Marvel Universe. It's the reason why, like, I see a lot of people who come to the X-Men only from the movies or from the mm-hmm. animated shows where they don't really integrate the Marvel aspect of it as much because they want to focus on the X-Men aspect. I'm like, you can't really do that. That's the worst thing for you to do. It's because if you only look at the mutants, of course it seems like they're way more dangerous than they are. You have to look at them in the context of heroes and metahumans are real. Mm-hmm. It makes the X Men when you do the X Men animated um, stuff, it and the movies because they're so isolated like that. It makes it look like well, the X Men are superheroes, but they're not in the the greater Marvel universe. They just happen to be powered people who just want to be left the fuck alone and tend to do heroic things, but aren't necessarily superheroes in the same way that the Avengers or Fantastic Four, all those racist others, um, are. Like Wolverine. So, this is something that I've been having on my mind. I don't know if we've talked about this before. So, I get got something that, spirit, you gotta let him go. I do, I gotta go. It's, on my, it's on my heart, it's on my mind, it's on my soul. So, I get that the X-Men are mutants and stuff like that. But how do you necessarily decipher a mutant from all the other superpowered motherfuckers that's running around New York destroying shit? That's the thing that I don't understand because 
it's like, I mean, I get the, I mean, I get the concept of the X Men, but it's like, how the fuck would you know if, okay, say you got Colossus running around, you identify him as a mutant, but how do you know that Benjamin Grimm ain't a fucking mutant or the Hulk or whatever else? You know, so it's like, how do you just isolate one and then just, oh, well, we're heroes, well, our heroes, the Avengers and stuff, like, how do you do that with the others? You know, so it's I weird how they that's, do that. That's I think that's the, why Goldball is one of the, my favorite characters, because he has a storyline like that um, in the tail end of a Kenny X-Men. It's when Goldball was like, he became famous, and literally Deadpool like, implied, like, yeah, in the future, you become really famous for a bit. Um, and it was like because he was charismatic, he was fun, everyone liked his power, he was interesting. In the middle of the interview, he revealed that, yeah, I'm a mutant. And then, like, it changed overnight. He, they called him a, he, they said he lied to them. And he said a bunch of things. And they, they killed him. Like, legitimately, he died. They stabbed him in the throat. They assassinated yeah. him because he, he stole fame, quote unquote, without telling people that he was a mutant. And that mattered. And, like, all of that went down. And it pointed out the ultimate hypocrisy that, in the context of this world, there is no difference really, but they invented one, and that's the problem. It's the it's it's why the mutant metaphor can apply to so many things. You can apply it to uh, race, you can apply it to sexuality, you can apply it to uh, gender or gender expression, you can apply it to like a whole host of things. Which is why when you have characters that also are those marginalized groups. Um, and mutants, you can that story is that much stronger, which is why it's also equally important to have writers and artists and whatever from those communities as well, because they'll draw and write characters that make sense in stories that make sense about those communities. But the mutants always rise to the occasion when it comes to um, some bigotry shit. Whereas none of the other characters really can, unless they just so happen to be part of that group. And let's Fair. talk about the overlaps because I do. People hear me say I want Miles Morales to come out as a mutant, and they go like, "Oh, this is a fit. his story won't really be." I said, "No, it will enhance the story, but also enhance the metaphor a lot more." And that yep. specific characters people are familiar with are revealed to actually be mutants overnight. It will do a number of things to the narrative. Um, because then you can do a lot more to talk about, like, why is it now specifically this that becomes an issue and how they were able to hide underneath the radar. Again, if anyone has watched uh, Black Panther recently, no more, all the MCU mutants right now are disguising because are disguised because their powers were activated by an external substance, which is how it's supposed to work. If you come into, like, it's either extreme stress or you're introduced to a stimuli that activates you. Those are the two options you got. And I would have been a mutant as soon as I took dick because that was traumatic. Yes. Yes. Just like Rogue. <laughs> Just like Rogue. <laughs> That's the I'm whole metaphor, like, right? Is that she lost her virginity and then basically <laughs> her powers activated. And killed her. Would have burnt the PP off right inside of me. I would have some kind of power <laughs> kinetic powers because I'm that bitch. And I should talk about you burn. <laughs> Girl, see, see, that's why, that's why we can never be great as a podcast because you always come for me. You fucking sissy. You always you come said for me. it. You said it. Are you upset that you didn't realize so you so, just said that? So I'm burning because I have HIV. Hmm? Is that why I'm burning? Oh my. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh, <laughs> huh? Is that HIV? Is why? I'm burning? Hmm? 
Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. See how see see how phobic you are. See how you treat me. See how you Third treat. Eye is one of the greatest characters invented in recent history. Um, you got the Reve- revelation he's a sorcerer, which I I like the person that inspired that. Third eye is an allegory for a power bottom because his third eye is his brown eye, and me and third eye are the same kind of girl. Well, his his third eye is ghost. He's the opposite of you know who. Oh, third eye is a great character. He's just great. He's I hope he's the leader like of this him. team. Yeah, he's like the do- he's totally the leader of this team. <laughs> yes, then I love that for him. He he's going full Charles Xavier. He's like, I'm gonna start ash projecting. I'll protect my body, please. Thank you. <laughs> right. So going for a second. You know, once about a time I would have killed your ass. Um and I would have enjoyed doing it. So bitch, you better be lucky I had character development before I was introduced. <laughs> so are we Toad over there trying to talk shit? He's like, I, I can show you. I can show you in your mind. I think we we can just go ahead. There's no implication. He's a telepath. Yeah. I, 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 but I will say one thing. That's like one thing that the, the X Men have been doing. That and we'll probably t- we'll touch this later in in Marauders. Is that they're not just doing one telepath or one person who has some psionic ability. They're doing two now. It's like it's like a redundancy in case something goes wrong. Because who's a Nanny, telepath? Oh, Nanny. Nanny's a telepath. Nanny's a telepath. Is she yeah. just a low level one though? It's yeah, like yeah, she is. Yeah, level one telepathy isn't like suggestions, not like full mind control. Yeah, right. but I, but I'm sure that like like you know in a circuit with Third Eye, they could probably do better things together. And also, she's still enhanced from Amen. She's not still the only person that got that got, no. got um devolved was Wild Child. They left Orphan Maker and Nanny the same. Mm. Did they? Yeah, yeah. because like. Cause like, cause like, Tar took away, um, Wild Child's, you know, situation. Upgrade. Yeah, he took away his upgrade, and then, but like, Nanny and Overmaker are still the same. I keep using saying. Wild Child with Tn from the Five Lights. Same difference. Um, but I'm also really curious too about like, what is Orphan Maker's ability? Because they, everybody's determined not to let that motherfucker out the cage. She's like. Uh, Mm-mm. It's like they said, like it's pyroclastic explosions or cyanic explosion. He explodes once, which leads you to believe that like, I don't know if guys know that character who appeared in that one shot, um, where it was like one of Midas. I said the same thing too, because he's like that story is an off universe that's not in the six one six. Could yeah. also make the six one six version of this person. They just caught it before, you know, because whenever whenever they whenever they resurrect him, they have to resurrect him in the armor. He can't be resurrected without his armor. So they have to like shape reality to make sure he has the armor on when he comes out that fucking egg. That is crazy. Mm. It's wild. They also like in that universe, they tracked him before his X gene activity. He says, Your X gene power is you can explode once. Right. And so you won't survive. <laughs> Everyone around you will die. So don't do it. <laughs> Because the gag is, the gag is, because I thought about this. The gag is, if they really were hateful, they can they can just drop Orphan Maker on a planet and just take the suit off. We'll resurrect you later, baby. Just kick him through a ma- one of Magic's portals into the Orphan's yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. 
You oh, Steven, your mind. See, this is why you make the big bucks. I just think like, the writer, you know. <laughs> but like, but I, but I'm also wondering, like, is it like is his ability like just an explosion? Is it psionic? Is it reality warping? What happens if you let him outside of this fucking suit? I am really curious. Like, I think it's a Chekhov's I- gun, really, and that Chekhov's gun lasts twenty years of publication. So just we need to be able to bust, you know, just pop off. I want to know what happens if he gets outside of that suit. I want to see it. Like, why did they throw him at the progenitor? Like, I want to know. That would have actually been interesting. Because that would have destroyed the plan. Oh, they w- if the Eternals teleported them to the in-between space and then just threw him at. Yeah, like, is, he, is, is it a cosmic explosion? Like what? Like what kind? Because you know, like there's different forms of, of, of power. So, like, what kind of energy is this? Like, is it is it reality energy? Is it is it just like plain just pyrokinesis? Is it like psionic? It's a punch dimension. Like, yeah, like, what, the punch it, dimension. I need to know. Like, I, I like I am really curious at like what they're going. Like, I really hope they don't open up his thing and then like you know they have to like figure this out, but. You know, I really want to know like, what his ability is. What if it's like a black hole? In them? Oh, it's an explosion in mouth. I think it's the punch dimension. I do. If people don't know what the punch dimension is, it's the thing that is literally Cyclops' power. The punch dimension. Cyclops doesn't shoot lasers out of his eyes. His eyes are portals what into big a daddy, uh, of pure... Or... Huh? Uh, the human torch, which is so funny to me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, more, more Necra being having existential conversations with Oya. Um, I love the relationship. I really feel like, though, I realized overnight Necra might have actually been intended to be uh, Threnody. Mm. Some deep part of me wants to say that Victor Lavelle probably asked for Threnody and not Necra, and only got Necra. Probably because if that is the case, then it would largely probably be because somebody else has claimed to her for a story. Mm-hmm. So we just gotta be patient. Um, I hope she's um, in the story. I think um, Trinity is a cousin of Triage. Mm-hmm. It just works to me. <laughs> They're cousins. One's a yes. death witch. One's a life sorcerer. Um, they both do zombies. Yes. He could literally save her baby. He could have saved her baby. Wasn't one of the exiles supposed to be a mole on this team? No, the mole is the dude talking. He he didn't join the team. He was like kind of like there. No, no, not like basically. Not a mole like a person, like a mole, like one of them is actually still working for Krakoa, like one of them is really not. Was not really put in exile for real, for real. They just oh, like yeah, is, isn't it like Oya the one who might be a, like a false exile. I don't know. They've never really ever said. Watch we'll it be. Hmm. Or even better, uh, Sabertooth. It might be old Transformer dude. I forget his name. I didn't know Fox, he became um, machines. Madison uh, Jeffrey. Fake ass hero. That's what I call him. Fake whiz kid. Don't do him. 
Wizkid did it's it better. Wizkid does it better. I'm so serious. I think Wizkid might be the Omega level of techno kinesis. Well, I wonder if, like, if, what happened if you put like Wizkid, Forge, and Madison Jeffrey Box in one like circuit, what would they do? They would create a family together. They will create and a family immediately. Trinary. All the girls. It's Trinary, it's Forge, it's Wizkid. Um, and then it's also, I think his name is like Techno or something. Like he was one of the, he was on Tempest's team. And he could command machines. It wasn't like, it was like a technopathy. He could directly mentally command machines to do things. I feel like that was Madison Jeffries, but it may have just been a character who just really resembled Madison Jeffries. No, he just really resembled him. He was he was a Phoenix activation. Right. After AVX. Jesus. I don't know. I love this issue. So much greatness going on. Fuck that racist. Fuck that giant hawk looking chick. Um and my big daddy, Third Eye, is going to do a lot of horrible things to him. I hope we get some backstory. I hope they explain that he is a brother voodoo villain. And he's like, I'm retired now. I don't really do that, but fuck him all day, every day. That's right. Wanda left his ass. And, and got daddy issues. Be, let him be gay with a, with a black man. We'll see. Victor Lavelle doesn't really ever, like, include romance in his stories. Like, if you ever read The Ballad of Black Tom, um... There's no romance in that book, but it's very much intimately involved with like the relationship between a father and a son. And like the love and care that exists within that relationship. Well, that's cute. It's so good. Um, but what's next on the on the docket? Uh Wolverine, Wolverine. number twenty seven. Don't hate me for my score, y'all. Don't hate me for my score. Don't hate me for not having a score at all, because I did not read it. I <laughs> give it a ten. What? Monte, what is... <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, the books were down. Monte does digital, like I do. I do physical. Okay, so you have no fucking excuse. This is your fault. That's what I'm saying. Monte... <laughs> I was trying to save you, Monte... bitch. Uh, Monte be selective reading like shit. I do be selective reading. I just haven't, I just haven't read, you read miss... everything else. So... Honestly, to be fair, it's a Wolverine book. It's a Wolverine book, so we have to be extremely fair. Because who would have known this would have been the be- the greatest two issues of Wolverine, I think, to ever happen, period. I really want to get I really want to get off Because I feel give you our scores first before we get to the unpacking. Ten. I give I I I, I uh it was a ten. I wanna know where this is going. Damn exactly. We we did not want to give it. <laughs> we had no choice. God damn it. Because <laughs> the trauma, like it's it's because we've been beat over the head with Wolverine's story so much that we know and we know his relationship with Hank as the only two Avengers on the team as friends to look at this and go, This is a betrayal. This is a very deep betrayal. It's a hurtful one. Like, that's blue. Something, right. Something is really going on. Like and, and and oh, I don't like it. it it's I want to I want to fight Henry McCoy. Oh, I beat beast ass. Oh my god! I'm like, this is like worse what you did with Trinity. This is like the worst thing you've ever done. Period. This is like someone suggested that the Chronicle is controlling the beast and he doesn't know it. 
No. No, he's just a mean, he's just a mean old lady. I'm like, Storm will never forgive you, and you know it. <laughs> Charles will never forgive you, and you know it. Magneto well, would have killed that's you. that's a lie. I don't that's think Charles would Charles absolutely would have been with the shits. I think doing what Hank did to Wolverine in particular, which because this takes away his his hegemony, this removes him as like a necessary like force. Like he's a hero of Krakoa. Wolverine is a hero of Krakoa. Like this violates so many different edicts. This violates protect his land. I mean respect his land. This violates everything. And it didn't need to happen all because he didn't want to hear Wolverine's mouth. He removed his right to, to consent, basically, because he said no. Which he should be able to say no. He's a part of his team. And like he's also has more experience in Black Ops than you to know that we really shouldn't do this. This will create enemies down the line who will like there's not even like a proactive thing that we're doing. You have a slim chance factor here. And rather than going in surgically, you want us to go in and completely annihilate. Like this, this Dante, you don't know what happened because you're not reading the Wolverine comics, but basically Beast paid to kill Wolverine and a he paid to kill Wolverine um in a black ops meeting. And I got a black market cell of Wolverine's body parts because they adopted him. They were slicing off parts of his body and auctioning them off as trophies. And they would grow back and they would just gonna keep cutting him over and over again and selling the parts over and over again to different bidders, including orchids and like human and stuff like that, but also just collectors of mutant uh, bodies. Beast found out about it, got there, bought Wolverine's body, and Wolverine thought, like, oh yeah, you did that to save me, so let's get out of here and like kill all these people and go. And Beast was like, I'm not doing that. And like legitimately killed him, killed everyone there, a bunch of humans. He broke the law, broke the rule, he killed a bunch of humans. Um, and then he resurrected Wolverine and put this collar on him that shuts off his mind. And turns him into a Weapon X Wolverine all over again. Wow. And then well, we know. get a, a montage flash for it. It's been going on for months. Or weeks to months of him going, sending him to kill specific people and assassinating and like chopping people's heads off in their bed next to their wives and like using him for war atrocities. And Damn. Logan, laughing Logan said to him, was like, I can't ever forgive you if you do this. Oh. Like, it doesn't be no forgiveness. Like, you can't let me get out because I'm, I will turn, like, basically, he's going to turn against Krakoa itself to get back at Beast. And Beast's like, oh, this is rational. Like, you know, we can't afford to lose you. You've been disillusioned with Krakoa for a while. And so this is proactive. Like, we're going to make sure you're always going to be useful to Krakoa no matter what. And I'm like, the thing Wolverine has felt underneath his skin like, as throughout soon the last as Logan gets out of that shit. Seems to be Beast is going that, to die. Like, like I don't trust something, and it's something that he doesn't is trust. Like Krakoa, he's like, even yelling at Krakoa left and right, said, "I don't trust you. You're going to do something. I know you're going to do something." And he didn't see Beast right behind him being the bad thing in Krakoa. Damn. So yeah, I should have picked it He turned. I hope, I hope he makes it slow. <laughs> oh no, he turned the X Force base into Skull Mountain and shit. 
Oh yeah, they, he outed uh, X Force to Krakoa. Yeah, it's it's getting really interesting, and I hate. Cause I think mean, the, the crazy part about it is that like we all hate Wolverine with justification, but we really hate Beast more. And it's more a thing uh, of like IVX. Like he chose the enemy of my enemy is my friends, and as much as I people. don't like Wolverine, I hate Beast. So him doing this, Avenger. we can bring you out, baby. Let have, let, let God let have. You chose the survival of your species. <laughs> what, nigga? <laughs> How? He always been an op. Always yeah. been an op. Yeah, it's insane because that's what. I hate you, Hank, so much. And I and no one in X-Force is gonna figure out. I think Deadpool might be the closest, but no one trusts him or like literally takes his advice. Even when he's being like arguably correct. It's like Wolverine's acting weird. You haven't seen him. He hasn't been naysaying. He agrees with Beast for something stupid. Like this doesn't make any sense. So I know the next comments will be the Wolverines coming in to figure it out. But but this but this is also this is also <laughs> Right. This is also the thing too, Vontae. Mm-hmm. Sage is not aware because Sage is too fucked up all the time and worry about Omega Ray, so she's not clocking everything that's going on either. She's not. Well, me and her, me and her have any comments? I guess. Sex her white <laughs> Russian. Sex her martinis. She's getting slashed and sloshed all over. Blob is like, what? You live like this, Swiss? Like you have a problem? <laughs> yeah, like Blob is judging her. Dono had to pull her ass off the bar. Yeah, it's Sage is going through right now. Really I don't know what's going on with Mama. Back. Mama's going through right now. I hope they introduce Trinity to become the new person in the seat. There's so many places she has she experience. I think um, quietly tossed in as the replacement for so for somebody <laughs> for her to lead X Force and be the person running the computers. Um, because you know Sage can't do it anymore. We everyone said like it's like replace. Yeah, huh? she would. She would be good muscle because you know she's not smart. I think she has dynamics right. to every person on this cast. Also, I think Rogue should pretty sure on X Force. I don't know. I just feel like Rogue would do good on X Force. Not with the brains in her, but you know she looks so darling. And you know her most iconic, her most iconic quote being, "Line up on the speeches that should." I, I wish I could hear my vocal fry, just like how she had it. That was the most sensual way she's ever talking Storm. Um, but no, yeah, this book was a nightmare going all the way through horror and deeply emotionally betraying. And I know the Wolverines are going to figure it out. Laura, Gabby, and Akahiro are going to fuck Beast up. <laughs> really? Uh, I really feel like Craven should have did his ass in... Really should have did his You say that niggas like he deserves the pit. Yeah, he really does. Everybody else with that pit has been real subjective, but like Beast is like committing war crimes against the against the country. And I call him the blue betrayer. Like I think Exodus needs to make up a, a name for his ass and tell the kid. Um, Let me tell you the story of this demon bitch. He and Brand Beast. He thought he was smarter than he actually is. Both of them motherfuckers. I just don't get it. I'm like, what is bringing on? Like, what is bringing that on? Deep resentment, second child syndrome, 
homophobia, anti-blackness, being Irish. Two bitches of a feather walking together. Residual self-hatred. I feel like his name should be the blue turncoat. <laughs> the blue turncoat. That should be his shit. Because Beast is never consistent. He, at, like, at he started sliding he down, down that, um, down. that hill. But no, it's not even like inconsistency. Uh, He's been like on a downward child. slope for years, it's, including it's that last spur with Tempest when you saw that giant blue hand trying to kill magic. And you're like, that's Beast. Like, every future version of Beast is evil. I think the next X Factor book is going to be a revenge kill Bill style book of Wolverine going around finding people who can help him kill Beast. Yeah, like I really, I really don't. He can take Abigail Brancy. Um, we got a message to people in the X office doing X Factor, and Wolverine tells them it's time. Um, wrap the story up. Kill him. There needs yeah, to be repercussions. Like, cure him. Oh, it's not going to join Orcus. It makes sense that he would join Orcus. That's violence in a. Ooh, or give, I think what Wolverine's going to do. Ooh. My idea, I'm going to project this into reality. What's going to happen is Wolverine's going to cure Beast as the ultimate revenge. Yeah, he's going to cure his ex gene. I think it needs, it's the only acceptable answer. So you never want to give you in the first place, bitch. You did all this because you're you're compensating. So I'm going to give you exactly what you want. The ultimate punishment. I ain't going to lock you in no goddamn pit, bitch. You're going to live the rest of your life as one of them. Right. Oh, that would be cute. Get the fuck out. I think Chopper's eyes will also help too. Yes, I agree. Like, you will always be a beast. Okay. But you will never be an X-Men. Well. Okay, so on to Marauders. <sighs> I give... This is 7.3. I don't know. I mean, Tempest... Tempo fucking a she's not technically white. What's your score? She needs a score. Um 8.5. Actually, no, just flat eight. Eight. She's a one-off character that appeared somewhere else in like one shot. Well, okay, well, okay, I, I, I give it an eight because she we, has, I got to see, I got to see, I got to see Jumbo, um, Jumbo Carnation, you know, Jumbo Carnation does. but she can only move very small. I'm really curious about who this, which is why uh, her power is. Who's this lady that's with him? Stitch. I've never seen her before. Sugar Man is. Ever since y'all said that, like, Jumbo Carnation might be the Sugar Man, I have never looked at him the same. (laughs) 
that's what I'm saying. I can't. I cannot see it now. I cannot see it now. I can't. That upsets me. It's. I'm just saying. It does make sense. It does make sense. I'm. <laughs> this these variant stories of like who is actually a variant character from this one specific story just helps magnify everything. Oh. You see, so, um, I don't even, I don't give a fucking know. I like the, I think the thing that I love the most is when um what's that nigga name? Pray. The other one. Not Thea, the other one. Fusing one, yeah, a mass. When he like fused them all together, and then they all like explaining each ability, like what they're all doing. It's like a Star Trek reference mixed with a Steven Universe reference. But the mass is just going. A fusion is just a cheap tactic to make weak gems stronger. She's fusing them like gems. But I will point out a consistency when mutants fuse together. They turn into like celestial beings, basically, like whole celestials. Like it happened before um, in New Mutants when they fused on the astral plane and they turned into a whole angel. Yeah, like I am really. It 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 that was really great to see. Um, also knowing that that threshold predates Krakoa, also. I really need them to do like a better timeline about about the mutant universe, about where because now this is they've expanded it, like they've expanded uh, Wakanda's like you know timeline in their universe. I need a little bit more clarity about like what's going on. Um, but for the overall issue, it wasn't great. Yes. It just had more like highlights and shit. Um, I do find it very tickling. I think the, I think one of the cutest scenes when they all in the uh, hot springs together and Tempo was looking like a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, they, and, 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 but then they have her explicitly dark skin and even darker than Bishop, and I love that. That ink was working, yeah. baby. That yeah, ink they, marker yeah. was working. Tolerated, they really good. I, that's why I'm like, I didn't want to shoot them down, but they did really good on the on the coloring up colored people because they all sit they all sit in that pool at different skin tones, and it's all believable. Ex- Accentuated yeah. fangs, code name fang. I was talking to him because I told my roommate that they, that Akahiro is no longer named after that slur <laughs> that they had for him. is no longer called a slur. His name is now Fong. Or fang. Yeah. Um, but he has like deliberately Asian features um, in his depiction. Um, Somnus looks like a whole indigenous. What is Somnus again? Is he? I keep wanting to say Somnus is Dominican. But he's Cuban, right? He's definitely Afro-Latino, but I don't know what he is. A Brazilian. Somnus. X-Men. <laughs> I'll Google this because Carl Valentino is... He met in Canada. They don't say what the fuck he is. He's Italian. They really don't say what the fuck he is. Anywhere. 
citizenship Canadian. I don't. They don't say anything. Fuck. <laughs> I gotta re-go look at everything, but they don't say what he is specifically racially or not, uh, ethnically. Yeah. Just brown-skinned boy. Also, um, the entire Cassandra in his helmet. Um, I, was just about to say. I really appreciate this nigga who looks like Zangief from uh, from uh, Street Fighter. I don't, I'm really tired of that one too. Um, I, I do shout out uh, Tempo and Thea for the love that they have. I really like them together. I just like okay. Tempo. I, I just, I, I'm just like the only thing I will say that is a, that is a shining light of this Marauders book is giving Tempo her time after not being voted on the X Men team. Honestly, yeah, I think Tempo, Gentle Tempo needs his, his break next. Yeah, Tempo's a bad. Tempo's a bad bitch. Tempo's a bad bitch. So, how do y'all feel about the argument they had in the hot tub, though, the hot springs? Because I think. It was very fair of them to say it doesn't matter and we're risking the current timeline of Krakoa if we go back and save Threshold. Um, I feel two ways about it. Because my first thing is like, we still have not gotten to the remedy of how this all started with that whole note that they found from Kitty from two million to billion years in the past. And this is the moment that this is supposed to happen. Like she has to close the loop or none of this will ever happen. And I think that's the part that all of them are missing. Because she still hasn't sent the letter to her. She still hasn't cultivated the letter to send to herself. Continue to follow to South. Hmm. Like, yeah, she has to close the loop. And yes, she has to go back. I think it's better if she did explain, like, yeah, I sent the note to myself. So clearly we had to close the loop. Um, but Bishop also going, like, I like Bishop's excuse of, like, I'm, I traveled through time to say, a fight, a war that's already been won. But like the hypocrisy of it is that your future sucked. <laughs> you weren't leaving shit, nigga. Like your future sucked. Like major donkey dick. Um, and you were coming back and you seem to come from a world where Krakoa did exist. That's the retcon. Krakoa existed in his timeline. So right. clearly something like you weren't, you were supposed to close the loop. You were supposed to come back. Um, right. You were there was nothing you were losing out on, but threshold I, had to fall. Like there's no excuses for that. It had to fall. It, it, because it's one of those things where, and I thought about this critically too. It's one of those things where, like, let's just say um, colonization never happened. You rewrite African American culture explicitly. And threshold is one of those events where we don't know. It's so far back in the past. That if we adjust this, what happens? And I, I just don't, I just don't know personally if I think they should just go back there and just drop the letter off and just come back. I mean, because like, now, now, now Fang is infected with Sublime, so child, that's a whole mess. I'm like, he just got back to being good, you know? <laughs> I can hear right. he didn't deserve this. I think maybe Somnus is going to be the answer to saving everyone. I do think Somnus is an Omega, and not in the same way that Gene is. People keep calling him a telepath. I don't believe he's a telepath. 
I think the feelings issue they say they can exist in the honor and in oneric 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 planes too, which means dreams, and that's separate than the astral plane. Is a clear implication that dream world magic bullshit, um, like what nightmare does, is not the exact same principles as the mm-hmm. astral plane. Um, and so there's something more going on. Personally, I feel like they should eat them to the uh, this the dream world and just like come back with them and bring them back there because their bodies need to die anyway. There's no way to save anyone. I think it will cause another crisis of like there's not enough room on Krokoa, but I think it sets up Arako and Threshold to meet each other and kind of blend cultures. Mm. Plus, it would be an issue. I think Threshold doesn't have a lot of combat. I think they said literally they don't have warriors on Threshold. They have just the main, their version of the X-Men and that's it. Right. So what I think probably should happen, which I think should happen, is that they do another um, giant-sized issue and just basically transfer all the Threshold people to modern day and put them on another planet. Which planet would we like to shop at? Would we like Venus? Venus. Or or would we like um, maybe mm, they probably deserve like a Jupiter. That, 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 that would really upset the girls if they took another planet. That would really upset oh, the girls. Pissed. Also, because now you guys are colonizing the soul galaxy. It's like, yeah, we are. One planet is full of angry. I, I just like the idea of Mars being full of like the uh, quote unquote violent, war loving mutants, quote unquote, and Venus being the peace loving, lovey dovey pacifist who just makes shit. That will be really cool, though. It'd be so cut. That would that be really cool. I think. Tempo is going to get uh, infected, but I think this would be a good moment for Kitty to remind everyone that she is the Omega of intangibility. Because um, it's past time that she she showed her whole dick. I'm like, Kitty Pryde is the only person, is the most influential person with the power set that she has. No one else has intangibility. No X-Man, one else has intangibility. No one X-Man, else can fucking Fucking cut. <laughs> Oh my god, shut up. And Mr. M, shut up. I sent you the panel. Reality warpers are not phasers. And you they are telekinetic and, and uh, matter manipulators. Um, they can phase through things. So with all this bullshit on your mouth, is this how you kiss your bottoms? Yes. Stink breath. Any other questions? With bullshit and stink breath. So since Kitty Pride is the Omega level, the Omega tangibility mutant, um, she's completely capable of facing through time. And I'm so happy we all agree that she is the most influential and actually one of the no. only characters capable of this power on the level no. that she is capable of it. Um, because it's pivotal to X-Men comics, Marvel comics. She doesn't do that. No. Oh, you're breaking up, baby. You're this breaking up. This isn't this isn't the Fox MCU. That doesn't happen. You're breaking up, baby. I can't hear you. This so 
Kitty Pride being able to phase through virtually anything as she has. I think she literally uh, once teleported by just phasing through the flow of energy around her. Um, I think it's completely possible for her to step up like that. Because I don't think she ever gave up her Black Vortex empowerment, did she? Yes, she did. When did she give it up? And she, like, the, the very fucking, end of, Yep, when she was fucking Star-Lord. You know, slumming it, really. Yep. <laughs> truly slumming it. Truly slumming she it. She loved, was really rebounding she from the um, She loves fucking a nigga named Peter when she's trying to deny her lesbianism. Now, Kitty, I don't think Kitty's a lesbian. I think she's bi as hell. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's Literally, but she loves remember, the reason why we call Prodigy Peter. a snow queen is because he did. He he telepathically downloaded Kitty and realized she was bisexual. He used that as a scaffold for him now only dating white men. We don't have to Aww. look to him anymore. Fastos is here now. Fastos won't be a snow queen. He won't. Uh, we'll wait we'll see. I mean, with that hammer, it's giving BBC. Cast Raheem Shabazz. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> God. Oh, let me stop. Let me stop. Absolutely. Um, but no, I'm excited for the next issue. I like the Sublime story arts. I I like the Archaea story arts. I was always upset, though, that they never did anything with Celine and Madeline running around together um, as an evil duo. But no, that X-Men Volume 4 run of Archaea was, like, fucking terrifying and great. Um, so, more of that, please. Thank you. We love that. What else? That's it. That's it? Okay, That's it. so, guys, what are we looking forward to for next week? Just, um, um That's it. New X-Men? The Immortal X-Men. Immortal X Men. Oh, I love it. Who's the main focus for next week? Who's the main focus in the Immortal X Men next week? Is it definitely on the speak? I think lesbianism. Love it. I love it too. I hope we get more. I hope we get another prophecy. You know, Destiny has been doing prophecies lately. She's just been telling people what's happening. She hasn't been giving you some some uh, couplets. You know, she hasn't been going like one of you will go to the other world. One of you will. Three of you will find love. One of you never will. Uh, one of you will get lost forever in the other world, and one of you will never recover from it. Well, which one's which? Well, how would I know? You're all the same. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, you cruel bitch. I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you, Destiny. That was so cruel. It's so great. <laughs> um, I think the I kind of have a standing theory that sometimes also, yeah. I think I have a standing theory that the one person, she's only talking about one of them. I don't think she's talking about all three of them, like each one has a different one. I think one of them is going to get lost. One of them, the same one who found love, the same one who is going to get lost, the same one who found love, the same one who will never recover from it, the same one who will get lost, like who will never love again, the same one, I think it might be uh, Celeste. No, which one's dating uh, Quentin Choir? Phoebe. Phoebe, it's going to be Phoebe. 
Phoebe's gonna get lost. Okay. Anybody but Sophie and Ezra. Listen, listen, because Celeste got to come out. Celeste is definitely a lesbian, and she has to come out of the closet. <laughs> you gonna tell me in five tri- uh, in five Quinn? That's Quinn, right? Quintuplets. Um, one of them isn't gay. It should be Irma because she goes by Mindy. If that's not a lesbian name. <laughs> and with that, we are so happy. Uh, <laughs> you guys joined us this week. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it. It's week. been great. And make sure you check week. out our bonus episode this week uh, as we celebrate our 50th episode. Yeah. Thank you so and much. And also follow the All podcast. Love. Yeah. All right. And be on the lookout My for another, uh, another account as Twitter prepares to go underneath the ground because Elon Musk um, <laughs> runs that account, that whole app into bankruptcy. Uh, we will we will let you guys know what we decide to do after we decide ourselves. Um, thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>